Hey everyone, this is episode number 20 of the MoO Show. We're actually going to be joined by our favorite security expert, Nino. He's here to talk about multi-factor authentication and some security tips to keep in mind with you and your team as you get back to work. This is the MoO Show. It's time to get modern and it's time to get secure. Good everyone. Welcome back to the Movo Show. My name's Alex Henry, joined by my co-host Ryan Bialik and our returning favorite guest, Nino Vellas. How are you doing today? How's everyone doing today? Happy Friday. Woohoo. Happy Friday. I'm good, guys. How are you? <laughs> good to have you back, my Ooh, friend. Great. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. We haven't seen you since the start of the lockdown when we started talking about security and uh, the whole push to get people to work from home a little more securely and uh, uh, yeah there's a lot of lessons learned in that regard eh? it's yeah it's cool that some of our co-workers are coming back to the office and I know some things are getting back to normal maybe the new normal but I'm glad that everyone stayed healthy and everyone's doing well right now yeah honestly I'm I'm pumped to just get back to the office um, at least a couple times a week because I'm not going to lie, kind of like working from home. I've got my couch here. I've got my kitchen here. So, yeah, it's, it's a pretty nice setup. But we've got a beautiful building built downtown that we're all excited just to start flooding back into because there's going to be a lot more stuff that we're going to be able to do with that expanded space and capacity. So there's a lot of exciting things just on that regard. But we're taking it slowly because, you know, you got to make sure the staff is safe. you got to make sure our clients are safe and that we're doing things according to provincial guidelines. So um, you can expect to see us probably in that new office in a few weeks, eh? Oh, you yeah. said you're going back next week, right? Yeah, I'm coming back Monday and I'm excited because new office, new chairs, new furniture. What, new what furniture. else can I say? So it's, <laughs> it's a modern building. It's way different from our previous uh, building so it's by far i'm gonna kind of miss that old building I, should, <laughs> I feel like i should do like a video montage towards it because there's some good memories there lots of good memories back there. yeah i mean i don't miss the stairs <laughs> like a lot of stairs i live on the third floor of an apartment and so i'm doing stairs every day leaving home coming back from work and then i did another extra like three to four um, stair, uh, floors of stairs when I got to the office. So um, my glutes were in great shape before the lockdown went down. <laughs> now not so much, but... I'm not complaining. That's the only workout I do all day. <laughs> oh, Three flights enough. of stairs. <laughs> hey, my new favorite workout is going to the kitchen and back for a coffee refill. It's not too bad. <laughs> hey, I get many reps in a day and that's the important thing. Got to be consistent. Okay, so we're going to talk about security, home security, and this is still along the theme of return to work, business revival. So we thought we'd bring Nino back to the show and kind of talk about, um, give some more updates and tips around the world of security for not only uh, the end user, but for the business owners as well. Um, and just reminders of how to stay safe, build up your human firewall to, to prevent outside intruders from coming in, help making sure you're keeping your files and business information safe. So 
Uh, one of the things that we always talk about on this show that Ryan and I always are ranting and raving about is just the security around file sharing versus sending copies of emails back and forth and why we think that's awesome. So the basic idea, if you don't use OneDrive or SharePoint very often to share files, is that instead of sending a copy to everyone, you're sending a link. And that link that you send your users to that file that lives in your OneDrive or your SharePoint has security elements attached to it. So you can, you can control who can edit it and who can't, who can open it and who can't. And you can even uh, use those sharing permissions to extend outside your um, Microsoft 365 firewall and uh, tenant security by you know using certain security settings to share with clients, partners, uh, and vendors that you work with on a regular basis. So um, let's talk about you know just that OneDrive aspect of it and why you like. What are your thoughts on you know using OneDrive and SharePoint for file sharing and as a security from a security perspective? OneDrive has an awesome feature that allows you to privately share a link and collaborate with people in your organization, even to external contacts. It is secure, but more convenient and avoids the extra step of connecting to the VPN before accessing your files or your map drives. The only thing you should consider if you're using OneDrive is to enable multi-factor authentication for your account. That, oh, provides, yeah. that provides some extra layer of protection to your Office 365 account and prevents email like takeover or, but since you're, if your Office 365 gets compromised, your OneDrive file is also at risk of getting like access by the threat actors. So OneDrive is very secure, but one thing to consider is to enable multi-factor authentication to make it even more secure. Yeah. So let's talk about multi-factor authentication. So the other term for it is um, MFA, or sometimes it's called two-factor authentication, but I think multi-factor is more of a Microsoft term. Likely, yeah. Uh -huh. Okay, but... fair enough. So can you kind of elaborate on what that is for the average Joe Schmo that just wants to get access to the documents as quickly as securely as possible? Sure, because uh, if you have OneDrive, you can access your files basically anywhere because it's, it resides on the cloud. You only need to log into your Office 365 account and access your emails, your OneDrive, your SharePoint, and your Office web apps. Multi-factor authentication for Office 365 is free. It doesn't come with an additional license. You only need to enable it from your Office 365 tenant. And soon as you enable it, you will need the mobile device as a secondary factor, right, as, as the secondary authenticator to your account. You can also use tokens, but most commonly used are mobile devices. You just install the Microsoft Remote Desktop Authenticator app from the App Store or Google Play Store, and just follow the steps. Before you log into your Office 365 account, you enter your password, and then you will get prompted with a code that is generated every 15 to 30 seconds before let it lets you log into your Office 365 account. So if in any case your password gets stolen and they don't have your mobile phone, they won't be able to get into your account mm -hmm. because they need that secondary code before it lets you log in or, and access your Office 365 account. 
And that's this really, right. really important because uh, as human beings, we have this really terrible habit of either reusing the same password over and over and over again on many, many different services. Or I, I, I know some services have asked me for a 12 character password. Do you think I can remember all 12 characters? <laughs> no. So I'll set it to something easy or I'll set it to something remember that's, that's easy to remember. And, and chances are those things are easy to crack or, or again, if, uh, a malicious actor finds your password for one service, they're going to try it for any other service that, that they think you might be using. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I've been hearing some rumors or some like conversations about whether or not it makes sense to just use the same password or, sorry, to keep the same password. So obviously you want to have a different password for every system or account that you own maintain whether it's your work account private doesn't matter um, but now I'm hearing more discussions about you, sh you should just keep that password and not change it as frequently even Microsoft is seemingly to going in that direction where they're saying don't change your password every 30 days or every 60 days that's only going to make it harder and people are typically just making worse passwords because of it because of it and now they're becoming less secure so as an alternative make one really good password and stick with it. Does that hold water or is that just kind of um, hearsay at this point? Yeah, I agree with that. Only change, the only change the password if there's a suspicion or if your account has been compromised. But try not to change a password often or regularly because it makes it more predictable. Mm -hmm. And it creates the habit of using or recycling old passwords and just adding a special character in the end. It makes it easier for threat actors to guess what's the password to your account and to your other accounts because you can't have like a very complicated password for this account and have another very complicated password to another account. It's very hard to, to remember passwords. That's why some people are using password managers to maintain a different set of passwords to each accounts that they use. That's another topic that we should be talking about on our next episode because it's gonna go like there's so many things to talk about passwords actually. Mm -hmm. Oh 100%. Oh, Shout yeah. out to one password and LastPass. I'm not gonna tell you which one I use but uh, they're both <laughs> awesome because I have a lot of different accounts. I make a lot of different passwords and I can't keep track of any of them. So yeah. uh, having a password manager is just a life changer. If you haven't used them, definitely check them out. Um, so I just wanted to go back to um, multi-factor authentication for a second because there's different ways that companies can approach it. So you had talked about using an authenticator app, but and I know a lot of different companies use text messages. So as an option, you can use an email recovery. So uh, Microsoft is an authenticator account and I use that one and it's really good um, because you sometimes it's not consistent in my in my experience because sometimes it requires a code other times it requires um, it just needs me to hit an approval button and okay. other times it requires me to use a little uh, number or validate a number that it you know it shares with me it's like hey put in the number that's on your phone and you know give me it gives me a multiple choice question I just have to kind of pass it along so it's really secure in that regard because that's great, but I don't really understand all the different options in terms of 
multi of MFA um, security. So is there one, would you say that, is there one that's better than all the others or are they all good in, in like their own respect? Well, the, the main advantage of uh, using a code or a unique code to as your secondary factor or secondary like authenticator is that you can travel outside the, the country, the province and have no cell service, but have internet or yeah, or even have no internet. As long as you have that code, you will be able to log in. The only challenge is that if you're relying on a text message and you don't have cell service, you mm -hmm. don't, you won't get a code. So you'll get stuck and you won't be able to log in until you're able to receive SMS or text messages. That's, that's probably the main advantage. And another thing is that if you change cell phone numbers. Oh yeah, that's a good yeah, point. Yeah, that's very risky. Uh, if yeah. you use your old mobile number as your uh, two-factor authenticator and someone else received the code, I don't know what ha what could happen, but I would... And I heard SMS isn't very secure as a messaging platform either, so that's why I tend to use the um, apps anytime I can, just oh, because yeah. they feel more secure. I don't know if that's actually factual, though. That's, that's true, I agree. Just use the app over SMS if you could, if you could. And then, but if you have no choice or if there's any other reason you can't use the, the code from the app or the push notifications from the app, use SMS. But Better either way, either way, it's both, both are secure, but mm -hmm. both of them has advantage and disadvantage. And don't, cool. don't forget uh, too, that, that if you're getting your, your push notification to, um, uh, Microsoft Authenticator app or something like Cisco Duo. There's, you know, there's there's so many of these different solutions. Put a pin number and a lock screen on your phone. Okay. You yeah. know, job oh one you should have yes. that. That uh, should be. <laughs> so that you know, if you, you your kid or or someone sees, okay, they, you get that push notification and your phone buzzes, and then your kid picks it up and says deny, then you're gonna get, you're gonna have to do it again, yeah. and you have to log in again, and you're gonna get stuck. But um, you know, again good rule of thumb is to have that pin on your phone because that's almost like a second third level right because you you've got your office 365 your microsoft account you've got a password for that it's going to send out your your 2fa check which is kind of the next step and then at least on on my phone on on android um i use my fingerprint i use biometrics to unlock the phone and then i approve so it's kind of a a, a step and a step and another step to get there but um, I, I really like how, how it works and I have that peace of mind that, okay, someone's going to need to know my password, something about me. Someone's going to need to steal my fingerprint and someone's <laughs> going to have to be holding my phone to, to get into yeah. my account. It takes a lot of effort to take over your account yeah. if you have all those uh, features or services enabled. Right on. Okay. So Nino, from a business owner perspective, and so if I own a business and we're, we just moved to Office 365, Microsoft 365, sorry, it's 2020, I gotta get my terms right. Um, what does a business owner need to do to prepare for multi-factor authentication? What do, they, what's, what do they have to do to get started? I think they need to like generate the list of sensitive or critical accounts to their organization, like the people working in finance people making decisions, they should start or they could start enabling, enabling multi-factor authentication to those accounts. The only challenging part is that 
some people would say, I'm not getting paid for my mobile phone. Why would I use my personal device to uh, install this app? It's a valid question. <laughs> it's a kind of gray area, but for me, it's just an app. It doesn't take mm -hmm. over your personal information. Yeah. yeah. But there, it's a business decision to move forward from that. But uh, I would say start by like uh, maintaining a list of important accounts and then prepare them for uh, enabling the, the two-factor authentication from Office 365. Yeah, it makes sense. Start yeah. with the high risk uh -huh. areas, mm -hmm. get them locked down. So just kind of going back to your question before. So let's say you have a host of employees, maybe even executives that are saying, you know what, you're not paying me to use my phone, so I don't want to install business apps on it. That's a fair position to say. Yeah. So, But you did mention, I think you mentioned earlier that there are other tools you can use. You can get tokens to use. Is that still a thing or is that kind of going the way of the uh, BlackBerry? I mean, the Rim, I mean, uh, the Dodo. <laughs> It's a separate device. Like it's a, it's like a hardware, hardware token. It's like a key fob kind of thing. Isn't yeah, it? Key yeah, fob, yeah, key fob. Yeah, key fob. But it's not very expensive, and it's just the user has to like keep that safe all the time. Make, yeah, I, I've sure seen those. Yeah, yeah. I've seen those at banks and and credit unions where the user will sit down and they'll have to like drop their smart card in or they'll have to tap their laptop almost like a like a keyless entry kind of thing. I've seen that. Yeah. And, and um, I mean, yeah, you got to carry that thing with you. So there's that, uh, that level of security is, is kind of interesting. Okay, so we just did some quick fact checking and we did confirm that for the average Microsoft 365 user, they don't actually do the hard, um, the hardware tokens anymore. Or sorry, what'd you call them, to, uh, Nino? Uh, those key pops. Yeah, the fobs, tokens. So you have to use the app if you want to use Microsoft 365, unless you're willing to invest into some extra hardware um, yeah. with through Azure. It's somehow possible. I'm seeing some articles like using a key pop from Office 365, like multi-factor authentication, but it's not a straightforward configuration. Not like, not like <laughs> installing an app or getting an SMS yeah. message as the code. So the uh, path it, of least resistance is just download the app on your work yeah. Wi-Fi. Yeah. Cost them. It'll cost you a couple of seconds of time and effort, but then you got it on your phone, and then you're good to go. So you don't have to worry about it stealing your data. You don't have to worry about it using up your private data plan. You're covered. Yeah. I gotta say the the notifications that come to the Authenticator app are so fast, lightning fast. Like the it is. Oh yes. Real, real An instant. Time. And instant after you hit the sign in button on, on office.com, for example, the phone's going off with, with that notification. So it can't be much data that it's sending. It's just, no. it's, it's probably very, very minimal. You, you'll do it a couple of times a day, you know, a couple of times that you log into to office. Um, I, I wouldn't have anything to worry about. I, anytime, anytime I use like even a consumer service, social media platforms or something like that, I always turn on two-factor and it's, oh yeah. it's worth it's, the two seconds to set yeah. up because like i feel more secure with my accounts with it enabled even yeah. if it is just the text message that's coming through because it's just better than nothing at the end of the day so if someone mm. does steal your password you'll know and if you get that message and you didn't trigger it 
then you just go log in and change your bloody password and then you're good to mm -hmm. go again. And it's just like, it should act as re extra reinforcement to make sure that all of your accounts have um, two-factor authentication or multi-factor authentication enabled. Right on. Right yeah. On. yeah. All right, Nino, we're gonna wrap this one up. Thank you again for joining us today. Uh, it's been, a, it's a pleasure as always. Um, so any final tips or thoughts for secure um, for the audience? Anything that you really want them to know or to stop doing? Here's your chance. Here's your soapbox. <laughs> Not on the spot, but you're kind of on the spot. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm on the spot, basically. <laughs> so, well, just report any suspe suspected like uh, things that you notice on your computer. That includes phishing emails, uh, mm -hmm. annoying pop-ups, uh, suspicious URLs or web links. If you see random characters out there. Just call your IT, get them to investigate before you click because uh, you don't want your system to be the entry point for threat actors for the infection to happen. If unsure, don't hesitate to report or to contact your IT uh, support or department and then get them to investigate. That's Absolutely. Yeah, that's like part of being a human firewall. Yeah. I got an email message uh, a couple of weeks ago from one of our managers that was asking me to check out this file for them. And I'm like, it, it set off that initial red flag. So I took a screenshot of it, sent him a message in Teams and said, hey, was this actually you? Confirmed yeah. it wasn't. Not a chance. Yeah. So they can look really authentic. They can look really good. But so if your head, if you're just getting any sense of doubt that it doesn't look right or it's not the normal mean of communication for someone is if they normally message you in teams or in something else and suddenly you're getting an email that okay. might be a red flag to say hang on before i start clicking on things maybe i should check in another medium so that's another reason to maybe use teams a bit more often because you're not going to get <laughs> spam notifications through there hopefully yeah back in the day you they have to call or send a text message but now you have teams and it's you get more better responses yes. from that Yes. And you can send screenshots as well to double check and make sure that it's legit or it's a spam or phishing attempt. Yeah, if it's if it's someone you don't normally collaborate and they're asking you to check a file, or if they're using a, a, a file sharing tool that you've never heard of before, yeah. you know, maybe you know that your team uses Office 365, so you've got OneDrive and SharePoint, and suddenly they're sending yeah. you a goofy Dropbox and you could see maybe it's coming from uh, a, a Russian URL or a Chinese or a Japanese, you know, somewhere completely foreign where you don't do any business, you don't have any colleagues working overseas. Use your gut, pump the brakes, give it a good check. That's a good tip yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. If you, yeah. 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 If you see a PDF document asking you to click a button or access a URL from inside, just stop and report it. Right. immediately the sooner yes. you report it the, the the quicker to contain and prevent the spread just in case that your system got infected 100 percent. okay nino thank you again for joining us today it's uh, again it's a pleasure as always um we'll have uh we'll have you back on the show again to uh keep feeding us your security 101 wisdom because it's <laughs> I, I feel like i always learn a little bit more every time we chat so it's always greatly appreciated uh, Ryan, any final thoughts before we wrap up? 
Uh, nope, just everybody stay safe. Again, uh, just to reiterate, Alex, what you just mentioned, we're, we're definitely going to have Nino back. Security is part of the modern workplace. It's part of the experience. It's part of the journey. It's It needs to be top of mind as you and your team work your way. And again, continue that momentum of using the cloud apps that we're talking about here in, in Microsoft 365. As we're talking about business revival and doing more with less, certainly uh, a security issue is going to set you back time, dollars, potentially intellectual property leaving your business. So very, very important to keep security top of mind. So we will certainly have Nino back. Absolutely. All right. Thank you again, everyone, for tuning in. And uh, you can check out our show notes for uh, some relevant tips from Nino and some resources to check out, uh, as well as some information on Microsoft's multi-factor authentication systems. And uh, you'll be able to find our social media handles in there as well. So thank you again and take care, everyone. Bye. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye-bye.